for Valentine's Day, please visit your Carvel dealer and ask to see Cupid the Chocolate Nut or the Twin Heart Cake, your Carvel ice cream store. That's right. The best place in the world to buy your sweetheart something fresh and sweet. Premium quality fresh Carvel ice cream, custom made, custom inscribed, custom decorated to suit your sweetheart. Want to send one to a friend? You can, you know. If you're missing out on Valentine kissing, here's the answer to your woe. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. From a gal to her guy on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day From a guy to his doll On Valentine's Day Hello divers! Welcome once again to the Deep Dive Podcast. Happy Valentine's or Cheap Chocolate Coated Stress Bomb Day. (laughs) Uh, My name is Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine, issue 11.5, now available in black and white or gorgeous color on Amazon.com. And with me is my fabulous co-host, Amanda. Now, it's that time when people in love are, well, extra obnoxious. Mm. You can't get a dinner reservation, and single people are made to feel like total crap. Thanks, Hallmark. (laughs) In honor of this cruelest of all holidays, Amanda and I are going to discuss some favorite romantic-ish movies, ones that don't make us want to upchuck sparkles and rainbows. All right, so Amanda... What have you got for us? Now, you go ahead, because I'm going to eat this chocolate heart, which, much like my own, is hollow on the inside. Hmm. Save me one of those. Did you actually know that St. Valentine was a real person? You know, I think I did. I don't know much about St. Valentine, but I think I did hear about that. Well, I think he was Roman. Yeah, that's where all the gods came from. Uh, Third century Roman, actually. Okay. Yes. But he's been praised since the Middle Ages. Hmm. Yeah. With the tradition and associated with um, courtly love. Right, so kings and queens have courts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that makes that doesn't make much sense because uh, I thought to be a saint you couldn't have any kind of romantic entanglements, like much like a Jedi. <laughs> all saints are Jedis? Uh, no, but all Jedis are saints. Oh, man. Okay. I don't know, but he celebrated on the 14th of February, so it has to be real. Okay. Yeah, that's how it goes. Anyways, I got a couple of films while I was down here crying. Um because, you know, I wasn't sad at all. Um, first one. Actually, you know, a funny story. Remember last episode we talked about time travel? Yes, I remember. Or will I <laughs> Or remember? will you remember? Yes. <laughs> this movie could have easily um, fit that scope. It's called Kate and Leopold. It's oh. from 2001. Mm-hmm. And it stars Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman, Liev Schreiber. I think you've seen it, but I absolutely love it. Basically, it mixes romantic comedy and time travel. In 1876, Leopold, Duke of Albany, was a bachelor. Take a wife. With few prospects. In 2001, Kate McKay has a successful career. You're a rarity among women, Kate. You're like a man. And no life. But now, it's time for a change. I found it. A portal into 1876. I followed the Duke of Albany around old New York. The Duke? Yes. Here's the kicker. Ah! He followed 
basic plot. Hugh Jackman. It's like 1870s. He's a very wealthy American. You know, one of those dukes. He's a duke. Oh. Because back then, everyone had a title. I still think that they should bring titles back. I really do. Wouldn't you want to be like the Duchess of the Dive? Uh, maybe not the Duchess. <laughs> You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, titles are kind of cool. I don't know. Anyways, so basically he's uh, an American Duke and he's holding, he's hosting this uh, big party, dinner party. And he's one of these guys that's really creative and he wants to invent things. And what he's been working on is essentially a pre-form of a dumbwaiter. And he oh. wants to show everybody. But nobody's interested, right? Because they're all like, how much money can we make? What tobacco crop can we harvest? You know, all that the kind huge. of stuff. The huge. Um, so he's like, all right, enough with you people. He ends up discovering someone who is attempting to do some weird experiment on the nearby bridge. And he thinks, oh my goodness, i got to save him because he's on a bridge and he might get hurt. Well, um, suffice it to say, both him and and Hugh Jackman fall through a time loop. And he ends up in New York City, same place, but like 150 years later. Oh. Or like 200 years later. Yeah. So, um, he falls through the loop. He meets Meg Ryan, who's a woman named Kate. She's very successful. She's like a super businesswoman, which in and of itself is very weird to Hugh Jackman because women aren't meant to be successful in his time. They like basically stay at home and wear corsets. You know, and we call those parties. the good old days, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get in trouble on these days. I know. Um, but basically, Leopold, as his name is, Hugh Jackman, he has to, one, reconcile that he's fallen through time. And Kate doesn't really believe it, but she's like, you know what? I'll babysit the guy. I'll show him New York City, as you do. Mm. Um, and they end up falling in love. Oh. And there's some really cute moments, and where, like, you know, he understands things but doesn't because he's, like, really, really ancient. Um, and really, I won't give it away, but it's different in that in most movies, I feel like it's the man's job to go ahead and say, yep, I will follow you wherever. In this case, she follows. Uh, That's so all. We're no, going to leave it. No mansplaining then. No man. <laughs> No mansplaining. But um, basically, Metacritic gave it a 44%. IMDb gave it a 6.4. So obviously not the highest. I'm giving it a 9.0 because I absolutely just loved the movie. Um, It combines history, which as you know is one of my favorite things ever. Jeeps? (laughs) Jeeps. Are there Jeeps in this movie? Uh, No, Um, they have not yet. Not yet. Actually, there may have been one that's been driving by on New York City streets, but you know, you don't mess with that stuff. Um, also comedy, trying to integrate himself into modern day. There are just so many like screw ups and it's actually quite funny. Um, and yeah, basically I really liked the, the love story. It was really cute. Um, it came out in 2001, so it's a little bit of an older film, but if you want to watch, you can stream on the stars app, uh, on Hulu, if you Mm -hmm. have a subscription. Um, actually recently I found out that much like other things, you can combine those two. So instead of just having separate apps and paying for them, you can combine them and pay one low price. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you can also purchase it on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, all for three ninety nine. Sweet. Yeah, I really love that yeah. one. And the second one, oh man, this one just touches my heart. This is my probably my highest rated suggestion. Not even joking. Okay. Have you ever seen Vicar of Dibley? Uh, no, I've heard of Vicar of Dibley, but I have yes. never actually had the uh, opportunity to do oh, it. Oh man, basically it is a it's an English TV show, and um, they run on a different schedule where it comes out every so often, and usually it's around time of um, Red Nose Day. Maybe you've heard of that. I have, yes. Cancer research, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. kind of fundraising money, that kind of thing. But they have these comedic specials, basically. Vicar of Dibley, in and of itself, is 
one of the most funniest, I think, of English TV shows, because they can usually be quite dry, especially to our American tastes. But they had really current jokes, and it stars Dawn French, um, and the very late and great Emma Chambers. She actually just passed away last year. Oh. Yeah, very sad, but um, she was kind of like the resident idiot in the show, but she was hilarious (laughs) at it. It's so good. Anyways, basic premise. Geraldine, who was played by Dawn French, she's a lady vicar. And I haven't really discovered the uh, difference between vicar and father and reverend and monsignor. I, it's all these terms. Basically, she's in front of a podium and says lots of things okay. to people who are sitting in chairs. Hmm. Anyways, she's she's a lady vicar, and her congregation's like six old people, hmm. and she's in a in a village called Dibley, and it's a very quaint, very small countryside. Uh, English village, right? right? Um, and it's the show is basically about her circumnavigating, um, being very young amongst all these older folks, uh, but also bringing them to the modern day. Um, and it's just got really, really funny jokes, and um, they do deal with a couple of sort of um, hard subjects, um, but it, they do it in a very creative and fun way. And plus, Dawn French, on her, in our, her own right as a comedian, is hilarious. Mm. I love her. But I'm going to specifically reference the season five, episode one, called The Handsome Stranger. It premiered on Christmas Day in 2006, and it stars John French as Geraldine and Richard Armitage as Harry, and as I mentioned, Emma Chambers, Amber, Emma Chambers as Allison or Alice. <laughs> uh, basically, I told you about Geraldine. She's a lady vicar. Um, she, to this point, has remained single, and part of the sort of running joke is that she's always the bridesmaid, always marries the folks, but never gets married. So they hear about this, like, very uppity, snobby Londoner that's coming to their village, right? And, you know, they get the impression that they're going to ruin it and they want to stay quiet. You know, that whole thing where, like, turn down the music and, you know, old people do that. Mm, Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, right? I know. (laughs) Anyways, um, the running gag in the very beginning of the show, and this kind of gives you a flair of it, um, Alice has just recently watched The Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks. (laughs) And she believes that she's deciphered the code because it's a chalice and her name is Alice. So she is the living embodiment of God. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, it's just funny. So anyways, this uppity snobby um, Londoner comes to town. Geraldine and Alice decide they're going to go give them a piece of their mind and say, don't ruin our village. I'm off to Sleepy Cottage to visit that new bloke. Do you want to come with me? Oh, lovely. What, to welcome him into our happy community? No, to tell him I'm fed up with rich Londoners taking over our village. And that you can either get stuck in or sod off. And when they go over there, like, battle ready to give them, you know, a a tongue licking. Well, you know what I mean, right? To give them a lot of words. Uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Geraldine just, her jaw drops. Because she's like, oh my god, he's the most handsomest stranger Mm. that I've ever seen. And she falls madly in love with him. The whole story, the whole episode is about her, one, tried to hide the fact that she's a lady vicar. Because she doesn't want him to think prejudging her right um she thinks that he's like this most amazing person in the world but he's really a geeky dorky accountant um and through some weird misunderstanding she thinks that he's marrying someone else and that he's actually in love with someone else but it turns out it's his sister and so when he comes to say will you marry me she thinks will she perform the ceremony not realizing that harry wants to marry her oh yes and it's the sweetest the cutest the cutest thing ever i love it so so much richard armitage of course is um one of the hobbits in the hobbit right yep and he's in like a majillion other things um also mi6 ever watched that show uh no 
Okay, well, he's one of the detective guys on that show, too. Um, but really, really love this episode. I mean, I just, I think about this episode, and it makes me so happy. So Metacritic didn't have a score on it, because uh, apparently nobody stateside has seen it mm. and wanted to review it. IMDb gives it a 9.1. Gives wow. the entire series an wow. 8.7. Yeah, That's it's impressive. pretty cool, yeah. Of course, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. It is my highest rated ever, and I love it so much. The jokes are always hilarious. Don French is fantastic as a comedian. I love the fact that it's like a storybook romance yeah. after like some weird misunderstanding. It's kind of like a Jane Austen film. Okay. Like book in film version. Uh, in fact, she actually mentions in the episode that she loves Jane Austen so much. So I don't know. I just love it so much. And <sighs> it's not really sad. Right? It's, just, it's not like a sad watch this and be sad on Valentine's Day. It's a cheery, perky sort of film, or in this case, episode. Hmm. But yeah, I should check it out. You can watch it on YouTube, um, bits and pieces. But of course, it being in English, then you have to do a little bit more research. There's a cool app I called, uh, called BritBox, I yeah. found. And they have a subscription service for $6.99 monthly or $69.99 yearly. You can get lots of British TV shows. I mean, comedy, news, everything there. You can also find it on Acorn TV, which is a free application. They do shuffle through their sort of database quite often, so you probably won't be able to find it on there for too much longer. But app is free. Check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, love that show. Sweet. I love that show. I yeah I'm but do you love that show? But I love okay. that Just show. Just wanted to be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay. Now where's that chocolate? Eh, I ate it all. Mm. I'm gonna have a stomach ache later. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so my turn. Yes. So my first pick Super is, lovey, right? You sure. <laughs> uh because that's just who that's I who am. That's who you are. That's right. <laughs> This film is called Harold and Maud. This is a film that was released in 1971. Mm -hmm. It is a, sort of a, a dark romantic comedy, which I know that may not sound you know like a thing, but it is. Explain. It begins with this very unusual young man by the name of, you guessed it, Harold. <laughs> so he's a, he's a, a 18 years old, and. Uh, he's got some quirks. He's fascinated by death. Okay. He's got this un, pretty much kind of an unhealthy fascination with it. He's a um, he's in goth and emo. He's like pre-emo. Kind of, yeah, kind of. But he he goes a little bit further than that. He stages fake suicides. What kind of movie is this? Okay, bear with me. <laughs> and he likes to hang out uh, at funerals. <laughs> Hang. Yeah, he just likes to hang out at Get funerals. It? Hang. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, of course, this is incredibly distressing to Harold's mother, uh, who doesn't understand him at all. And is that Maud? No, no. Oh. No, it's just, it's just his mother. Oh, His mother's okay. not Maud. Okay. Basically, you know, his mom just wants him to be normal. Of course. And have a girlfriend. and. Yeah, exactly. Just to, you know, like shut up and just be like everybody else, that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Harold finds, does find someone oh. at a funeral who is also someone who hangs out at funerals. A like-minded individual named Maud. They strike up a friendship mm. based on their mutual uh, fondness for funerals and, and death. <laughs> this friendship that they share eventually blossoms into a romance. Oh, cute. There is a catch. As I said, Harold is 18. Uh -huh. Maud is not uh, 18. Okay. She's 79. Oh, ew. 
Yes. What? Yes. Ew. So, <laughs> as I said, this is this is a this is a weird one. Uh, it's 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 got a very very dark sense of humor, oh. as you can imagine. Uh, the the two of them pull even like greater like death related pranks. Um, so Maud maybe seventy nine, but she's like this free spirit, and basically is kind of a mentor I guess in, I can't in judge. most ways. Love is love, right? Yeah. So she, you know, she tries to kind of get Harold sort of out of his shell to experience things better, to be more, you know, in tune with life, yeah. as well as death. I should like to change into a sunflower, most of all. That's so tall and simple. What flower would you like to be? I don't know. One of these, maybe? Why do you say that? Because they're all alike. Oh, but they're not. Look, see, some are smaller, some are fatter, some grow to the left, some to the right, some even have lost some petals, all kinds of observable differences. You see, Harold, I feel that much of the world's sorrow comes from people who are this. Yeah allow themselves to be treated as that. And the reason that um, Maud is kind of obsessed with death, not just, it's because that she is determined to end her life when she hits 80. I was gonna say, she's, like, she's close to it. Yeah, she's like, that's a good age. That's what I'm going to go. So she is, she's, that's, that's her decision. She's going to go. <laughs> and so, uh, and here's the thing. Underneath the craziness, underneath this, this, these two very odd people that have an odd relationship with each other, <laughs> this movie is really very kind and sensitive. It's got a, it's got a real big heart to it okay. because you feel, you really feel for these people. One who's kind of at the beginning of his life, and a woman who's nearing the end of her life, um, and and the two of them have this really, I mean, it's a really sweet bond that they have, and you know, she knows that. You know, this is something that is, of course, going to be fleeting for her because she is deciding to end her life when she hits 80. Right. Um, and they have, you know, they have a relatively short time together. But and so it's very bittersweet in that way. But it's, you know, it's a very heartfelt film. It may, and it's got, like I said, very darkly humor, humorous. Uh-huh. So if you're, you know, if you're offended by that kind of thing, you may, you know, <laughs> not want to. You know, expose yourself to people who fake their own, like, <laughs> setting themselves on fire and stuff. Um, oh, man. But underneath that, though, it's a really sweet movie. It's like Two Days with Maury, only with love in- involved. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's it's very quirky. Uh, it's like a hard candy with a soft center. I've had way too much candy today, can you tell? Oh, man. Um, but interestingly enough, like I said, this film was released in 1971. But... It is ranked number 45 on the American Film Institute's list of 100 funniest movies of all time. I am shocked by that. I'm not because I've seen it. But because <laughs> it is very funny. Okay. Uh, it's weird, but it is very funny and it is at its heart a very sweet movie. Um, so I do recommend it, especially okay. if you have an, sort of an odd sense of humor. Uh, Harold and Maude gets an 8 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. Wow. And a whopping 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am blown away. Yes. 
Yes. So if you if you get a so chance to... So many people love... What do they call them? May-December romances? This one is kind of a January-December romance. <laughs> January-November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a gap. Um, oh. If you would like to see this movie, it's available for rental for $2.99 on Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, Vudu, and YouTube. Next, we're going to... We're going to get a little cheerier for this next one. Uh, my next pick is the 1984 film Starman. Uh, this has uh, Jeff Bridges, a much younger Jeff Bridges, pre-dude. Pre-dude. Uh, and Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, this was, as again, uh, 1984, directed by John Carpenter. Yes, that John Carpenter. Vampire guy. No, not necessarily. Well, he did do a vampire movie, but he did the original Halloween. He did uh, The Fog, The Thing, tons of other kind of genre movies. Don't know anything you're talking about right All now. All right. We'll have a talk later. Um, so this is kind of a – it's a sci- it's technically a science fiction movie. Okay. Um, but it does have a, a, a lot of romance to it. <laughs> so it's a real time-honored story. Girl meets boy. Boy looks like dead de- – girl's dead husband. Boy turns out to be an alien ball of energy trying to get home. Girl and alien boy travel across country to rendezvous with other aliens. Alien boy gets girl pregnant with his space baby. Leaves Earth becomes deadbeat dad. It's classic. In 1977, Voyager 2 was launched into space to the outermost regions of the universe. It carried an invitation in all languages for alien life forms to visit our planet. Someone somewhere listened and accepted our invitation get ready someone is coming someone like no one she has ever known before do you seriously expect me to tell president that an alien has landed assumed the identity of a dead house painter and is presently out tooling around the countryside in a hopped up 1977 mustang look up company's coming John Carpenter's Starman. So, allow me to allow me to expand. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Bridges is the Starman, literally the star of the show. Oh. Uh, he's an alien being whose spaceship gets shot down by the U.S. government. Boo! Uh, he tries to enlist the aid of a woman named Jenny who lives nearby the crash site. Uh, to appear human, he taps into the DNA from a lock of her deceased husband's hair. Ooh. And creates a clone that he could inhabit. So he basically turns himself into her dead husband. How long has the husband been dead? Uh, it hasn't been very long. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of like fresh. It's kind of, yeah, like a fresh wound sort of for her. Yeah. So at first, Jenny is, of course, very scared and very distrustful of this being. Right. Right? Uh, but the two bond eventually and fall in love while they are, make their way to Arizona because that is where... He is going to rendezvous with his people, his al- the other aliens, to rescue him. It's always Arizona. Yeah, well, there's a lot of space. Uh, now, there are, of course, the evil government agents mm. following him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, using his magic space powers, <laughs> uh, he's got these, like, seven different, like, spheres that each has, like, some energy thing. You can do something different. Like, he can heal. Like, there's a one point where they hit a deer <gasps> on the road and he heals it. Okay. And like, and it, and it gets up and walks away. So he's like, he can heal people and okay. things, and yeah. he's got like the, these great magic powers, kind of a stuff. Um, 
So, you know, it's kind of like a, a weird hybrid of a movie because it's got the sci-fi stuff. Uh, it's got the romance, which is a great, it's just a sweet little romance because, I mean, you think it's kind of weird because you, oh, hey, you look just like my dead husband. Right. But you're an alien. But I kind of dig you. Because I digged my original husband. I dig my original husband <laughs> and you're nice too. So let's make a space baby. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah. That's, they, they do. They make Somebody's going to call Maury. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Who's the father? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, he calls it. He basically says, uh, "This is a gift to you." Oh, so it's of going course. to be—it's going to be a uh, half human, half Starman, you know. <laughs> and he leaves one of the spheres with her, saying, "You'll know what to do with this." Uh, he'll know what to do with this when he grows up. They never made a sequel, but that was kind of a, a, a thing. He just ups and leave her? He leaves well, her? he leaves her because he's got to go back to his people. And she says, she says, can I, I'll come with you. I'll go right. with you to your planet. And he's like, no, you would die on my planet. You wouldn't survive. So you can't come. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, yeah, right. How many times have I used that at a bar? Uh, <laughs> sorry, my world, you'll be dead. I got to go. <laughs> it's not Later. you, it's my world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's sci-fi romance, road movie. Uh, so some great acting. There really is some great acting in this. Um, a little suspense thrown in. It's it's kind of ET for grown-ups. Ooh. If you think about it, he's trying aliens trying to get home, but it's the same kind of thing. It was you know the reason this film got made is essentially because ET was a huge hit a couple of years earlier. Uh, but it's basically alien wants to get home, but it's a more grown-up version, um, right? Because there's uh, naughty bits involved. <laughs> uh, now, uh, believe it or not, Jeff Bridges, the actor Jeff Bridges, got an Oscar nomination for no. Best Actor for this film. For he this was, film? Yeah. For he was really good. <laughs> he was really good in this movie. Oh, my God. Because, you know, he's, he's an alien. He's like, he doesn't know what's going on. He's like completely confused by, the, by our world and, right. and what a human body does. It's like, ugh. So, I mean, we've all been there. But uh, no, no, his performance is fantastic in this movie. And, and it really is. It's a really well-made film. It's very charming. It's got a lot of fun elements to it. It's very earnest, which I like. It's not like cynical like a lot of films, you know, of the past couple of decades. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, uh, I'm not a big fan, of course, of most of the romantic comedy kind of things. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's not my thing. But you throw in a few explosions and some aliens and I'm in. <laughs> Only you would pick an alien film for a rom-com episode. Yes, uh, only me. <laughs> this is why we can't get sponsored. And uh, I'm, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Has nothing at all to do with me. Just putting that out there. It's me. It's not you. It's, <laughs> it's the aliens. <laughs> I love wow. how he's like, "You can't come. My world will kill you." It's like, oh, but really? Here, have a space baby. Have a space baby. You take care of this. <laughs> I will not be back. Oh man! Yeah, I know. Dead be dead. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to accept with like just non um, judgment that this thing, this guy, really loves her, yeah. and he's just gonna leave. Yeah, and like it's leave okay. her with space baby, right? And who knows? Who knows what that you know what that diaper's gonna look like? Oh, you know, there's gonna be asteroids in there. I don't know because it's a space baby. This is probably where Men in Black got that scene where you remember the cockroach alien inhabited oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. weird farmer guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really creepy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, if you, it's one of those, you don't think about it too much. <laughs> it's actually a good watch. Um, so Starman actually gets a 7 out of 10. 
Okay. On the Internet Movie Database and an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am sure. So I, you know, it's not just me. It's, there are other people really like this movie too. If I go on the website and see there's only three votes, uh, you're one of them. No. <laughs> Two tops. Yeah. Oh, boy. If you want to uh, watch this movie and enjoy it, as I have, uh, it is available to rent uh, for, once again, a whopping $2.99 on many platforms, including iTunes, Vudu, YouTube, PlayStation Store, Google Play, and, this is a new one for me, Fandango Now. Ooh. Yes. So, Fandango Now. I've never used it, but I'll apparently find. it's there. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. So any any uh, any thoughts, any conclusions, uh, you know, regarding this madness? No, I just think that we came up with like a really great spectrum of uh, romantic comedy films. We have time travel, aliens, space babies. Yeah. I love space babies. Space babies. Do we want? I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want a space baby? <laughs> Imagine raising a space it's like baby. A space saver, or that's that different. Uh, yeah, no. It's like a, but no, it's like a regular baby, but um, more spacey. Yeah, but see. Well, okay, I don't mean spacey as in Kevin Spacey, because that's just weird. Oh, hey, yeah, we weren't going to bring that up. That's too soon. No, I think, I think you're absolutely right about that. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. All right. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we're good. You think we're good? <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is, you know, I'm, uh, we're going to wrap things up a little bit here, and, and I just want to say mm. that... For all of you listening on Valentine's Day and you're by yourself and you're feeling feeling a little down. Maybe, you know, you, you got nobody in your life, you're depressed, things are, are looking kind of bleak, um, you may feel a little hopeless. Well, you know, we've got, we've got some good news for you. Oh, wait, we're out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to cut things short a little bit. Um, I had the answer to life and loneliness right here, but I, I'm sorry. I, I can't read it to you. Um, so, you know, uh, we're just going to wrap it up. What do you say? Okay. Okay. Uh, are you are you ready to do this? Are you ready? I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel sad. Don't feel sad. It's mm-hmm. the rom-com episode. You're supposed to be happy. Space baby. Oh, okay. I feel, I feel better. I feel better. Okay. Ready? Ready. All right. Three, two... One. Space, Space baby. baby! Yes, we did it! <laughs> Hell yeah. Finally! It was the wrong words, but we did it! We did it! Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echocraft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media.